0: I'm Rachel Olstead, the Intuitive Business Coach, and this is the Dream Builder Society podcast. My mission is to empower women to create an abundant life of freedom, wealth, and joy. I specialize in helping visionary, driven, and passionate women just like you grow and scale their online businesses through powerful strategy, mindset, and energy healing work. Tune in every week to hear my experiences and tips for building a wildly successful, six-figure business while working part-time. I truly believe business gets to be fun and simple. You get to have it all. And I'm here to show you how. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. I am so excited to welcome today my dear client and friend and fellow life coach, um, Megan. Megan, uh, hi. Welcome. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, Rachel. What an honor it is to be here. Thank you so much for uh, this valuable time together. Yeah, I cannot wait to dig into not only your story, a little bit of our work together, and then um, today um, we are going to also be kind of like two-parting this for everyone listening because Megan has so many amazing life experiences, and I feel like every time we talk, like my mind is even just blown of like all the things that you've overcome too, and now kind of like talking a little bit about some of the work that you do as a life coach with women and so I'm excited to dig into that really talking a lot about we're going to dig into the hustle culture today we're going to dig into boundaries and just all of the fun stuff that I think so many women struggle with like I, I actually think it's probably everyone on earth probably struggles with these these concepts a little bit and so I'm excited to chat about this. Today, So as we kind of get started, Megan, would you just share a little bit with the listeners today, um, a little bit more about like you, who you are, what you do, who you work with, and then I would love for you to just like kind of take the, take the mic and just share a little bit about like your background that kind of led you to even our work together that we started working together a couple months ago. So that's a lot, if you can remember all of that. But um, I would love for you to yeah, just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your story.
1: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm so excited to bring it to you. And you've just been such a key part into my growth. So I am so grateful. So my name is Megan DeVito. I live on the shore of New Jersey, the coast of New Jersey. I am a mom of two. My daughter will be 13 um, Monday. So, and my son is 14. Well, he four, is 14. So we have two teenagers in the house and married to my best friend. And I became a life coach. I launched my business officially back in January of this year. And I really got into the, um, the role of serving women on a one-on-one basis and helping them instill boundaries into their life. And, and for me, boundaries has something that I had a, you know, I always say to my clients, something that boundaries are something that you, you haven't been like taught. It's something that you build. Right. So growing up, I grew up in a home with no boundaries. So the boundary, I don't even know how to say that, like a lack of boundaries. Right. And so as I'm, I'm growing and maturing in my own self, so many um, boundary issues have come up in my life. And I really experienced that in my previous business. So now when I'm working with clients, I just love to kind of step back, evaluate where they are lacking boundaries and where they need to instill them. So then they have peace, self-care and still self-care joy in their life, because it's just a key foundation for um, happiness, I believe.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And, you know, I think like everyone, I feel like coaching is like the the best kept secret, like in the world and that like no one really knows about I feel like I know about I'm very aware right in this space, but um, it's so fun to just talk about these concepts from a a lens of like actually experiencing it right and then overcoming and then sharing it with others in like this like coaching capacity which i talk about as like the gift that keeps on giving because it's so future focused right like coaching is so future focused rather than like stuck in the past like using our past to like recreate our future and i love that you're helping women do that. And so would you share and I know that you gave like a brief kind of background of like even just your your childhood um regardless of like what, you know, what you went through, what you've overcome, what you've accomplished. Like you've still you've still created an amazing life for yourself, for your family. But would you share with us a little bit depending on how much you feel comfortable sharing, but a little bit of like your story Kind of what led you even into like this other business, this previous business that you were working in. And then what was kind of the culmination that really like... That really, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, brought you to this realization of like something has to change. Cause I think like we as human beings can endure a lot of hardship until like we have like some sort of breaking point, right? So, would you mind sharing? I know this is like a pretty vulnerable thing for all of us to share our story, but it's so powerful too. So, would you mind sharing a little of your story and kind of like what led you to um, this new path and this new business um, as a life coach?
1: Absolutely, it's my pleasure, and I always feel like our stories—they're not ours to hold on to, right? Because then we want to be a light to others, and it gives other people experience, strength, and hope. So I am so um, happy and honored to be able to share my story because it's—it's a gift, you know—it's—it's it's my gift to other people. Because sometimes you feel hopeless and you feel like you're the only one that's going through it. Um, so, long story short. I was in the corporate hospitality business when I met my husband. And after our kids were born, we decided that I wanted to be home with our children. So I got into the restaurant industry, bartending nights and weekends to provide for my family while my husband was corporate America Monday through Friday. So about 5 years ago I was introduced to a network marketing company and um, at that time I didn't have social media so I wasn't watching people being successful in MLMs or you know multi-level marketing companies or network marketing companies but I just wanted to try products and feel good and I did and by word of mouth I was behind the bar sharing about the products that I really started making an income and I saw that there was um, money at my fingertips and I was just so tired of being sick and tired behind the bar, like missing all of our quality family times. So it just exhausted. Like we didn't even have time to go to church. So I really dove deep into this network marketing um, industry. And I give the, the industry, I give it all the credit in the world and it's a great business module, um, but for me, I just went in nose deep and I didn't stop <laughs> uh, because I got into this mindset that I was providing for my family. And I kind of started just like worshiping the, the, um, the, the ranks, the money, um, and I just was on a burnout, a fast track to burnout, but I didn't burn out until five years you know, and I was working nights, I I was working all day, every day. Um, When you have your phone at your fingertips, that's your office, right? So like, I never left my office and my mindset, my mindset was that I was providing. So at that time, you know, I was making great money, I was making great contacts and growing my network. Um, But my priorities weren't straight. And I just needed to like really instill boundaries in my I had no business boundaries. Um, and I also didn't have, I didn't put boundaries up for my family. I wasn't putting myself first and I wasn't putting them first because I was kind of worshiping the hustle
0: culture, if that makes sense. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think so many, so many women, even listening to this can probably relate to your story in some capacity of like, feeling this responsibility to, like, provide for our families in some way, shape, or form, but then, like, putting the blinders on and not realizing that, like, as we're doing that, right, like, no amount of money, no amount of success, no amount of, like, ranking up or just whatever, whether it's in the MLM model or in any other capacity is, like, is it worth it right and I'm never saying like everyone knows that I don't preach that like we have to choose I preach that we can have it all but like without sacrificing right and I know that like it felt like in the in the thick of being you know in this in this business and being a top like I I know that you didn't say this because you're so you're so humble that like, I know you didn't share that you were one of like the top in your company, which is like incredible. Right. But at what price were you paying? And I think that's so profound that like you had that realization. So tell us a little bit about like that, like what was the culminating point where you're like, okay, this hustle that I'm living, like this lifestyle that I'm living this 24 seven kind of like, zero work-life balance that I'm living, like this can't continue. Like, what do you remember? Like, was there one moment? Was there like a period of time? And kind of walk us through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll never forget uh, Rachel. It was March of last year, and I woke up. I like literally, I was in the living room with my husband, and we had like an argument, like a like a difference. And usually, it was a difference about I was so defensive about working. Her arguments were always about um, work usually, and I just literally like broke down. Like I like sobbed hysterically. Um, I remember my shoulders were shaking, and I was like, "This is so unhealthy," and I am done. Like I need help. Like and I, you know, I've been in, um, recovery from, uh, alcoholism for 16 years. And I know, like, I know that their self-help is so important. And I was just like, it was almost an addiction for me. Um, no one could tell me I was doing wrong. No one could tell me that, um, you know, I was working too much. Like I was so defensive of it and I'm not saying that everyone does that. I just know for my personality trait, it was just really unhealthy. Like I just never stopped. So I broke down and I remember I was introduced to a life coach. Um, I did group coaching the previous fall with a, a life coach and I just called her up. And I, 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 need help. Right. So, um, at that time she was just put in my life for, you know, that season and that reason. And she kind of just like counseled me through and she never advised me to leave the company. She just advised me to set boundaries and instill a Sabbath. And I remember, um, being con- like just convicted, like about a day arrest, like how we should be honoring that. And I wasn't, and I was like, I can't do it. And I remember like feeling hot and cold, like hot and sweaty when I was told that I needed to take a day of rest. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just did. And it's so funny today, actually, I was reading and in my book, it said do I think I am so important that I'm available 24 seven? Like, and I was like, yikes, that was me. Like, how can you shut off? People need me when the truth was, no, I needed myself. I just needed rest and quiet. So I I started with a coach and um, she just counseled me through
0: the grieving process of me kind of just being burned out. Yeah, that's like so profound. But like one that you recognize, and again, I know not everyone has like former, um, you know, addictions and and things like that, and in, in recovery. But knowing that about yourself, and knowing that you have gone through that, and knowing that that is kind of just like in your in your DNA, really, of like your experiences to, and recognizing that, and to get help, and to reach out, like. How profound, right? And so that is, I love that you know, that you reach that point. And it doesn't even matter if it's like we reach it after six months or six years, or in your case, like five years, like you reach that point. Um, and so from that point of like almost what probably felt like a rock bottom, like this is not sustainable, but like I'm ready to get help. Like that was let's see, March of 2020, right? And we didn't meet until December of 2020, right, and started working together shortly after. So what was like happening in your life and and business from like March to December when you initially um, were actually referred to me to, you know, have that conversation of maybe like working together in this business and life coaching capacity, like what was going on in that like interim
1: um during that season of time for me I was quiet and I had a lot of reflection because there was a lot of um there was a lot of um things that were happening in my business and a lot of moving parts that were just being eliminated so it was really the first time in my life where I just was like obedient and I just listened and I was quiet so during that time I was quiet I really like heard like coaching, like serving, like all these things that I never, like I love to do, like serve. And I never thought I would be able to have that capacity to do so. So in that season of being quiet, I really just reflected and, you know, I I believe in the Lord and I listened to the Lord and I was asking him for direction and, you know, the coaching, um, the coaching model, like really just kept coming up. And I wanted to serve in a different way. And the other reason, Rachel, I wanted to serve women in a different way is because the more I was becoming less aligned with my business, I was more unhappy. And I saw the clear path that I wanted to go. So when we met in, um, I think it was actually our first thing was maybe November, December. And when we met, I was looking for a Christian base. I remember I went into a Facebook group and I said, I'm looking for a Christian, um, business coach you know, because I really wanted to have some biblical standpoints and be guided on the right way to run a business, Yeah, you know? So when we, um, when we met, I knew what kind of direction
0: I wanted to go. I just didn't know how to get there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's so good, and like, I love that you said that that period of time was a lot of like quietness and a lot of reflection um and like to know that it took you from like March to December basically to like kind of unravel this entire like the last like five plus years of your life and to kind of like really get back to like this foundation of like, okay, what's important to me, right? What's important to my family? Like what are my priorities? Okay. Like, and just to listen to, um, God speaking into your life, because I think a lot of times people, we we're, we just live in a society that we're just like, go, 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 just like do, 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 don't stop, don't think, don't reflect, don't change course, just like head down, nose to the grindstone, just do the things that you know you're supposed to do kind of thing, right? And that's how we get into this mess, <laughs> in these messes that we have for, you know, in our lives in the first place. And so um knowing that it wasn't just like, okay, one day you hit rock bottom, and the next day, you're like a successful life coach like it takes some time to kind of like really analyze and really sit and be with yourself and I just want to like point that out to our listeners that like sometimes like the quietest periods that feel like things are falling apart right are actually just like getting rid of the junk right that's no longer serving us to like make room for the new stuff. And I love that. And I remember like our first conversation together um, was, was more of like, I think like you wanted so badly, right to just like jump right in. And, And we did like pretty quickly after that. But I remember like you wanting so badly to jump in with coaching, but there was like so much fear coming up for you of like, oh my gosh, like, I just remember these, like, deep breaths that that you were just almost, like, I don't know if this is the right step. Like, you knew that you wanted to do some sort of coaching, right? And we had talked about, like, what that could look like and following my process. Like, typically, I help women who have, like, an established business and grow. But I remember, like, knowing that you had so much experience right with business already knowing just your personality and that you're like all in when you're all in just getting to reframe what you're all in with right but like there was still hesitation and fear and I think that's really common but it was really interesting I want you to like speak to that a little bit if you remember if you can kind of think back like what were some of the hesitations and fears that you had with like going all in to this like new coaching relationship on like a business front.
1: Yeah. And I remember that time and you were so soothing and comforting. And like, I, and I needed that at that time, but I look at it as like any recovery, like, you know, like I always say, like when like you put down like alcohol or you have an addiction, like you're like a toddler beginning to walk again. Right. And, and at that time when we met, I was a toddler beginning to walk again because I was so afraid. I was so afraid to let go of the familiar. Right. I was so afraid to let go of the just what I knew, but I knew it wasn't healthy for me. And I was just so like you're kind of like you're just afraid. And I think too, like anyone's afraid in relationships. If you're in an unhealthy relationship, you're afraid to let it go, even though you know it's not good for you. And so it was the fear of unknown. It was the fear of just like losing the familiar. And also I had, and you like helped me. It was like a lot of the money mindset. I was a afraid I was so afraid to lose the income that I was making and like have to have that transition period but you know God is faithful and he provides and having that piece of serving and instead of having that urgent like hitting the pavement attitude that has taken a lot of pressure off me
0: from your your help of course yeah, yeah, that's so good. And just to share that and just like your honesty about that, like fear of the unknown, because I think, yeah, all all humans struggle with that, of course, like our brains like us to stay safe, stay in like our comfort zone, even if it's not actually like what's best for us, right? It's like what's familiar, like you said. But I remember like when we first started working together, though, like that you just came to the coaching relationship, which is why like one of the reasons why I know that you've already been like so successful in a short period of time um, because you came to the coaching relationship with desire to change right but also commitment right like you came knowing that like this isn't just like a thing that i'm gonna try on like this is really really something that i'm committed to i've already made some changes and transformations in my life and now i want to like take this to the next level and so it's never for you been about like relying on like yes as a coach right like i, I my it's okay that my clients rely on me to some capacity right because I'm here to support and to serve and to guide but like I really just want to acknowledge you for just like stepping into this relationship in the first place with full commitment and responsibility of like I know what I want and like Rachel just I I need your guidance right and like the mindset support and all the other pieces to make it happen but like you didn't rely on me to create that vision for you like you had it like deep in in you already which was like so beautiful and so you were able to just like hit the ground running so kind of walk us through just like the the last little bit of this before we kind of um and jump into you know really talking about the boundaries piece like from when we started our work to now like what has this experience been like for you like what have you really all accomplished and even I know that you know we've talked about like what is actually a measure of success and all the different measures of success too but just kind of take us through like a, a brief kind of overview of like what you've all accomplished like through our work together and then i would love to dig into dig into the boundaries topic Absolutely.
1: And what you just said to Rachel, so true. And, and, you know, like we're every time we're in a season, like the season of me being quiet, I eliminated a lot of distractions, which gave me the clarity to be ready to work with you. Right. And I think when we step back and we're like, why are we in the season? And We start questioning it. It's because the season needs to be it needs to happen for the next season. Right. So when, when I was ready to work with you, like it was like, it wasn't like it was like do or die, but it was like, I don't have a choice because of the fact that like, I know that I am ready and I know that I'm ready to serve women in a different capacity. And what you have provided me, I mean, just like our, our, The content that you have provided me, I mean, the resources, because I have worked with another coach in the past and I worked with a coach for six months, but I didn't, and I'm not saying it was, it was the season that I was in, but there was not even like one email, (laughs) like there was no direction, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have, you gave me resource after resource after resource of helping me really, you know, when we talk about boundaries, which we'll talk about, but you gave me those, the business foundations of where I needed how to build right so like I look at it this way you have young children I have kids like and when we were when my babies were kids like I, or when my kids were babies I would never give them lego pieces and put it together for them you know I would put them out and they, they they would put the legos together that's exactly what you have done for me working together because you gave me all the lego pieces and it was just like building on that foundation you know so you have made it so easy for me because of your experience, but also to the direction. Cause if I had questions for you, you would be like, oh, and I also love, well, <laughs> if I have questions for you, you always had a place to direct me and you still do. You always have a place to direct me. And the other thing I love about you is if I have a question, you bring it back and say, well, how would you answer this? Right. And you never. Um, and then when I, when you do that to me, I'm like, You don't enable anybody. And I respect that so much as a coach client relationship because you make me figure it out. And then you're there to support my decision.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, that's all like so beautiful how you put it, because I feel the same way about like my own relationship with like my coaches and mentors too, that like, yeah, like standing up for you and like believing in you so much, like that like I don't want to give my clients all the answers up front because like for sure I could right like yeah do this it works (laughs) right but like that's not always helpful either and like yeah I I've seen so much growth with you because of this not even just like me like it's you like you create the results for yourself like I'm here to guide you and support you right but even just like the amount of you know Like going from literally not having a coaching business to having a coaching business, right? With clients now that are paying you, that you're serving them, that like you've stepped into this in the matter of months, right, has been like so fun to watch because again, like time aside, right, I think a lot of people think it takes like a lot of time to build a successful business but it really doesn't, right? And like you really started your business from scratch and it was so fun to watch like that it was literally just like, here are the steps, like you said, the puzzle pieces or the are the Lego pieces, here are the steps, here's what I recommend. But let's find a way that works for you that feels customized to you. And then it was just like, oh, let's just like put them all together. Okay, cool. And it was like, not a lot of drama. I mean, like, yeah, there's always drama that comes up and thoughts that don't serve us. And like, that's where the deep coaching gets to come in. That's so fun. Um, But not always like, <laughs> that doesn't feel fun in the moment, but, like, that's the real transformation, right? But, um, yeah, just, like, seeing you through that process and, like, even just looking back and, like, you know, looking at old coaching calls or just, like, things that we've, you know, we've done together and just watching your progress is just so fun to see that, like, you truly did right like take a lot of the goodness and like your skill sets and the foundational like pieces of business and just marketing and selling from your MLM experience right and now you're just like applying that to your coaching business in a really healthy productive um, way that's allowed you to still like sign clients and make money and obviously like this is still truly like just the beginning like I think I'm gonna look back on this podcast episode and like be like oh that was so funny like like where Megan was. And now she's like, you know, like soaring past her own results. But um, yeah, it's just been so fun to watch and just such an honor to like be a part of this journey. Um, do you have anything else to add to that before we kind of dig, um, dig into to your expertise?
1: Uh, you said the support piece, and that was huge, because I was leaving a team environment where I had tons of downline upline, left and right, sideline. And I was feeling so isolated and I am somebody who thrives in, in a community setting. And once you're removed out of a community setting, you feel kind of isolated, you know? So having you just be in my corner and that cheerleader, like, it was just so key and just always believing in me before I even believed in myself. And I think that's like a true leader and a true coach and, and just seeing how like you as a leader just would point it things out. And I would be like, yes. Okay. You know, and I, and I, I, you know, I just appreciate that. And it's funny that you said that about, because the last five, I had this conversation with my, with my husband this morning about the last five years have gotten me the knowledge and the wisdom and and the experience to where I am today. So it's not like I just opened my, turned on the lights of my coaching business and I'm here. I am. I had to go through those last five years of coaching uh, people in a team setting or, you know, whatever the case may be and, and everything and believing in myself in that. So then I could take the belief that I did it there and I could do it here in a different, um, and it with a different alignment, you know. So I think people get so caught up in just the immediate season when it really is just like look at where how far you have come, you know. Yeah. I love
0: that you said it's almost like this idea that I talk about like borrowing belief, right? Like you just borrowed belief because you didn't have any evidence that like you could be successful as a life coach. Like you didn't have like the tangible evidence. And that's where we all start. Like we have no evidence of the things that we haven't done yet, of course, right? But like borrowing that belief from like, hey, I have done this. I have achieved this. I do have this like skill set. I believe in myself over here. So like, I'm just going to copy paste like this belief, the most productive and helpful beliefs and just like put them on my coaching business. And I think that's been so profound for you instead of like, oh, I'm starting from scratch. I know nothing about coaching, how like I'm not qualified. It was like none of that for you. I mean, there were some of those pieces that like we you know have coached on um but i feel like a lot of it has just been like oh yeah this is just who i am now i'm just taking the best parts of this and just bringing it over um, into my my coaching business, which is why you're so good at marketing and so good at selling and so good at, you know, cultivating community and and just making and like serving people. Right. These were all skill sets. And it's just like part of your self-concept now. And now it's just like instead of your self-concept being an ML, you know, a leader in your MLM company, right, as a top like sales person right Your sales leader now it's just like oh this is just who I am as a life coach and really just owning that and it's been so fun to see that it's like it's like not a doubt in your mind and that belief shows up then in your business right and in your clients and it's it's like the spiral effect in the best way <laughs> possible so um, that's so fun I love that okay let's talk a little bit about boundaries like I think that sometimes people refer to them like boundaries. Some refer to them as like containers, right? Whatever you want to talk about, but like, what's your definition of boundary and like, why is it so important? Like, why is this something that you've come become to be like so passionate about like sharing with other people?
1: Thanks, Rachel. So with my definition of boundaries, like I well, when I'm thinking about boundaries, like I always say, they are something that is not learned, they're built, right? So when I'm looking at boundaries, I'm looking at it as almost like a physical, it's like almost like a physical boundary. Like there's a, a fence around your yard, right? And and in that fence, there's a gate. And we let we are the ones that control who opens that gate and lets the good in or lets the bad in, you know? And that's what I like to, how I like to refer it to my clients. And And the thing is like, also too, with the boundaries, those are our mental property lines. And once we start, you know, letting people trespass our property lines, like it's on us then, right? Because we, God has given us our, our mind, our heart, our soul, like he has created us. And, and I, what I have learned a lot over the past year is God represents boundaries like no other because he doesn't let everyone into his gates, right? Like he, he's loving and kind and generous and full of forgiveness, but he doesn't, he doesn't let the bad in, you know? And if we look to the Lord, really look to the Lord and say, like, how am I supposed to have boundaries and how did God make me? That's where I'm so passionate about. And I love working with my clients with, because we are not, need to either be a physical doormat emotional doormat also to like i'm really big about digital devices with our boundaries i mean we could go every direction with it but i like to look at it as our property lines and you know once people start trespassing that's our land to own And we are accountable for that. And we, what happens is with people that don't have boundaries, they're looking at the other people, like they're the bad people, but no, it's our property. We have a say we control it. So why don't we look at us and do the work on us that we need to be stronger. So then people can respect the property line.
0: Mm Oh my gosh. My mind is blown right now. Like just how you described that, like, the idea of like okay what did you say like trespassing are like mental property lines like wow I feel like everyone needs to like write that down because that's so good like the idea that Yeah, because when you don't have boundaries, right, it's like we do this all the time as humans. We like project right onto other people like what we're frustrated about and then it becomes their fault. Right. And um, that and just like this this concept of coaching, like I talked about, like owning your own results, like having responsibility. And and I talk about this idea of like taking radical responsibility for yourself and for the results that you have in your life. And so if there are results that you have in your life or like, you know, lack of sleep or like having, you know, unhealthy relationships with people or with your phone or with your work or whatever, it's like taking radical responsibility then allows you to like, figure out like you said like turn like actually hold up a mirror right like okay where am I creating this instead of like this person needs to change or it's like Mark Zuckerberg's fault for like creating Facebook and Instagram or like it's my mother-in-law she just can't like keep her opinion to herself or you know like all of these things right that we all deal with Um, and so I love that so Like, what do you find, Megan, as, like, the most common, um, and I know that there could be, like, a million, but, like, what do you see, especially knowing, like, the audience of, you know, this podcast and, like, you know, who, you know, the women that are in my space and in your space, like, knowing that most of them are Christian or spiritual women, most of them moms who have businesses or side hustles or whatever, like, what do you find in this, like, audience, I guess, um, that they struggle with? Like, what types of boundaries, I should say, do they, like, struggle with the most? And, like, how might that be showing up in their life?
1: absolutely i would say um they don't have boundaries with themselves first because of the fact they're either people pleasing they don't know how to say no and and their mental load is so big that they can't even communicate what they need because they just keep taking everything on. And that comes to the self-care part, like boundaries with ourselves. Like we have to instill like the self-care and like, you know, for me, um, because I came from the wellness industry previously, Rachel, like everyone wants to lose weight right? But it really, it's not the weight that they want to, they need to look at first. They need to look at the boundaries that people are overstepping them. That's causing them to go and comfort eat or not put themselves first or not making time for themselves. So I find that, um, people pleasing and that, um, mental load, um, you know, like for me, like it's easier for me (laughs) to do everything than have to explain to my kids, what chores I need done. Right, because that mental load we take everything. So we, as moms, business owners, spouses, we take everything on. But are we being fair to ourselves or our family that we get aggravated when we're done our day of business and we go out and the dishwasher's not unloaded? No, because we didn't come like effectively communicate what our boundaries were for that day. So then we get resentful and we get ticked and then like dinner stressful, right? So it's really kind of just evaluating what your mental load is, setting boundaries for that, and giving yourself permission to direct and ask for help.
0: And that all stems from boundaries as well. Yeah. I love all of those examples because it really like I mean, you know this, my audience knows this too, but like I teach pretty heavily like on the model right the self coaching model of having a circumstance and having a thought about that circumstance creates a feeling, creates an action, creates a result, and that's exactly what's like happening. I mean all the time it's just like working all the time in the universe <laughs> in our in in all of our our minds and and lives as well, but like that really um got me to thinking about like, yeah, how that idea of like people pleasing right like wanting to always do things for other people and like I have to put their needs first as like a you know as a thought and then how that shows up in their life and then the results that they have and and the feelings oftentimes like because of the lack of boundaries like you said you hit it right on the Like the nail on the head, like resentment, I think comes up a lot, right? Like exhaustion, right? When you don't have boundaries in these different areas, like we're exhausted. And when we're exhausted, like again, like we're. I don't know when i'm exhausted like i feel worthless right (laughs) and then it's like that's a spiral into this like worthlessness in all different areas right and so it it is so profound and i think right away like if people hear like oh you need to have boundaries it's like an eye roll like okay you know it's like another like trite expression that i think it's thrown around because people don't want actually know what it means like to know why it's important right and three they're not ever taking the time to acknowledge like how they may not be setting boundaries and how that may actually be showing up in their lives it's just like another pinterest article about boundaries like okay i'm fine i'm i'm good right <laughs> when really i think all of us could probably have a good like fine tuning with our own boundaries and so um just like maybe even on a personal note or like with your clients or just any like stories or anecdotes that you have, I guess, about like, what does this look like? Right. Because we can have boundaries in all different areas, right. Of our lives. Like what does this look like to maybe instill if it feels like we're like out of control and it feels like, you know, we don't have boundaries. Like what are some simple steps? Cause it, it can feel hard. Like, you know, like let's, let's put a parameter around everything. Like that feels like a lot of work right away. Like, so like, how can it be a simple shift to start creating healthier, right? Like, you know, I believe in these incremental upgrades, incremental shifts, right? Instead of this all or nothing. And so like, what can, what can women do or like, what have you done to like incrementally increase, like just having boundaries and like what that has looked like?
1: So for myself, and um, I know, I remember when I first gave you my schedule, when we first worked together and I <laughs> you know, put business boundaries in place, um, that has been a lifesaver for myself, my family. Um, I look, I mean, it's just something that you just don't want to go back to that crazy insanity life, right? So having bi- business boundaries and also digital boundaries with my phones and with my, my kids, like having digital boundaries where we have time limits, but the that's huge for us. But with my clients, those baby steps, and we're always working on baby steps. How about time, right? I'm so passionate about time, because time is your greatest gift to yourself and your greatest gift to your loved ones, right? And once we start wasting that time, it stems in, you know, finance loss, it stems in self care loss, like everything. So once like, for example, say you have that mom, right? You need to talk to her every day. She so have to check in with her and you're not doing your self care. So I would advise my client to get on the phone with her while they're walking and say, mom, for the next 30 minutes, I'm on my walk. And I just wanted to check in with you. So when that walk is done, not only do you feel like you've done something for yourself, you also set time boundaries with that family member that you just have to check in with. And then that's done after that 30 minutes also too, um, you know, really the, the boundaries with the self-care is so huge because once we start taking care of ourselves, right. And for me, like when you said, you're tired, when I'm tired, I want comfort food. I don't even care what time it is. I want to like, but knowing that if I'm tired and feeling low, I'm going to go to those unhealthy food choices. Right. So just having awareness of like where our lack of boundaries is Pointing us, I think is really, really huge. So it's those baby steps, like those, just that awareness and just checking in, you know, for people who have preteens or kids, I'm telling you the best thing, Rachel, that I've done with boundaries is setting up chore charts for my kids at 13 and 14, because once their chores are done, they get their reward of digital devices. And I'm happy because my mental load is eliminated because I don't have to tell people what to do. Right. So, and they feel like they're winning, they're getting their award. You know, I feel like I'm winning. So it's just small steps like that, that you could just instill boundaries, but no one
0: would ever think a chore chart is boundaries. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that idea. And actually just like on the idea of chore chart, like my husband and I have talked about like in like creating a chore chart, even for our four year old Kennedy, who is like very much like wants to help, wants to be in charge, wants to be like, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, that could be like a really great addition to like our life and creating those boundaries for her, like even teaching her lessons like that of like, you know, getting, like, a little allowance and, like, teaching her, like, to save and to donate and to whatever, all of these things, like, that could be a boundary, too, around, like, your finances, right, and how you approach and how you teach other people and, like, there's so many different ways that we could approach that, but, like, as far as, you know, the women listening, like, especially with their businesses, I think a lot of it stems down to, yeah, like, I don't have, like, time limits, it's just, like, we're always, like, actually to to bring up like one thing that just popped into my head that um might not resonate with you like as much just the age of your kids but like I'm sure you still see it and and experienced it when your kids were younger too and And even with like lockdowns and kids being home and all of that stuff, it might still be happening in in your world too. But like this idea of not having like work boundaries and family boundaries is like one of the most detrimental things that I see happening with women and like even my clients that like we coach on all the time of like if I'm constantly, especially the idea of like childcare, right? And if your kids are in school or whether they're like, you know, being homeschooled or like forced to be at home schooling right whatever that looks like right now in this world but when we're constantly on as mom like we're always mom and we're always working right it's like this like who am I like I can't I don't have a boundary of like what that looks like and so even like for women listening I think the idea of just like child care right especially if you have little ones I see a lot of moms working um doing like the quote-unquote nap time hustle or like just trying to work while their kids are playing and like that is just like talk about mental load right like I'm I'm mom but business owner but all of these roles like at the same time and there's not these separate containers and so like when we you know this is just one tiny example that I can think about that might you know, really resonate with my listeners too. And then I'm sure you experience this idea of just like setting aside that time for like, this is work, right? Now this is time for me to be like intentional with my kids. And now this is time for like me and my husband, right? And just like the intentionality can increase, right? And like you talk about, you know, the joy, the calmness, just like just being present, right? Like all of that gets better when we set those boundaries instead of trying to like be everything, do everything, have everything, like literally all at once. Like you said, like having those, or like having those fences around things. Like, okay, I'm in this yard now and then I'm gonna open the gate and I'm gonna like go out of this boundary and I'm gonna go into this new boundary that like feels still really good. Right, I don't know if you have anything to add um, to that, but I just came up with some examples that like popped into my head as you were talking.
1: Yeah, it's so good, you know, and one i I know that I've learned that if something's on my calendar, it's important. Right. So for example, like if you're working and you're a working mom and you have to put on your calendar at 12 to 1230, that you're going to go unplug and spend time with your daughter or whatever the case may be, like you will make a point to do that. You know, like you, I don't know, Rachel, you've helped me with this. Like I even put my daily affirmations in my calendar and that gives me like time, you know, three times a day that I put a scripture in my calendar every morning. And at three o'clock, a scripture comes out, it comes up, you know, and that gives me a minute to reflect. And that is something so small too, but it's on my calendar. It's important to me, right? You get that notification. So putting that on your calendar and also doing that batch work, like you were saying, is so key. And I I've really started instilling that in my business where I'm doing batch work. I'm doing it for two hours, take a break. It was so funny at lunchtime today, your, your, your voice was in my mind because I didn't want to take a lunch break. And I heard you like say, like you have to unplug for lunch. So I was like, okay. Right. Like, I was like, I felt like you were in the room with me, so but I was like, okay. Right. But that's the obedience that we have to continue to have because right. Even though you feel like you want to be pulled away. No, that's where the boundaries have to be strong. One somebody too, I think Rachel is not strong because of their self-care. Their boundaries are so waxed. Mm. Right. So like once we have that self-care and we're strong and we're confident and we have that personal development and we're pouring into ourselves, we're strong. But once we are like, all bets are off, then we don't care about the boundaries. So that's that. And I also too, working together, I know that like, I just, you have, have let me be vulnerable. And I think that's a huge component too, because, you know, sometimes like I get, you know, we have a call and that, I'm overwhelmed. And then you help me reel back in. And I think that's so key with like a coach client relationship too. It's okay to show up on not your best self days, right? We, we, we show up, right. But then, you know, you have that person supporting you and understanding and being like, it's okay. We're going to focus. You give me my 30 seconds or my uh, like two minutes of crying or whatever I need to get out and then let's focus, you know? And I, I think I'm grateful for that too. So. I don't think people know, understand how important that is until you're in it. Um, People need to be vulnerable and then just
0: work through it together too. Yeah. I love that you said that. And I, um, yeah, I'm honored to to be able to do this work with you and and all of my clients and just, you know, whether, whether their clients are just, you know, on the podcast or just sharing all of this. But like one thing that I just want to say before we kind of wrap up here is like, actually that idea of like having emotional boundaries for ourselves too is really profound I was thinking about like as you were talking that like I think so often we get into these like cycles and these like negative cycles of like um, shame or doubt or like comparison or self-pity or resentment or whatever like I I think that there are negative productive emotions and negative unproductive emotions and like a lot of those are unproductive and so I was even just thinking like having boundaries around how long we let ourselves sit in that right because like even you know I tell I tell you guys like I tell my clients I'm like it's okay to feel like crap, right? Like it's okay to be mad about something. It's okay to be sad about something. It's okay to feel just like, woe is me, victim me, like, poor me kind of energy. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But let's look at how we can create a boundary around, like, how long am I going to let myself stay in that before I, like, work on my thoughts and work on my energy or, like, reach out for help or whatever. And so that was just, like, a thought that popped into my head about, like, it's not always just like telling your mom, like, hey, I can't talk from this time to this time because I'm working. Please don't call me seven times a day, right? (laughs) Or like, it's not, you know, it's not all of those like super, super tangible things. But it's really just like having those boundaries for yourself of like, okay, I'm gonna let myself feel terrible for this next hour. And I'm just gonna like go in my bed and cry and like have a pity party and eat a couple Oreos if like that's what I need at that moment to like, (laughs) just like be mad at the world. And then I'm gonna like figure out what I want to do and like how I want to change this right like that's a boundary for ourselves too and so I just wanted to share that because I think yeah this concept of boundaries we could talk about for ever and ever and I know that you are so passionate about this topic but I hope that even just this conversation that we've had that's been brief about boundaries has been really like helpful and enlightening for people and even just I talk about this too and you mentioned it like even if it's just for the awareness piece and acknowledgement of like oh interesting like maybe maybe this episode will and like I hope it will inspire like all of you guys listening to think about like maybe even just do like an intake of like okay what are what what are the current results and situations in my life like do I like them do I not and like where might I need to like either you know rein in my boundaries or like loosen the boundary or create a boundary like what could that look like and just to kind of inspire everyone instead of saying like you have to have boundaries to succeed do it from a place of love of like okay how do I want to how do I just want to cultivate better relationships with everything like with myself with my family members with food with with you know technology, whatever it is, I think it's all about at the end of the end of the day, right, like creating a healthy relationship with with whatever or whoever that is, so as we wrap up, Megan, is there anything else that you wanted to share that you wanted to talk about that you really want like my audience to to hear before we wrap up?
1: It's just. Uh, weighing heavy on my heart, so I'll share it. But you know, yeah. the work that I do with clients, you know, we really dig down deep and like uproot because of, there's just so many, so many different dynamics. But what I help my clients do when I coach them through this, like family members are not going to change. Realistically, they probably won't. We just change on how we react to them. Right. But it's like getting down and getting on a piece of paper and writing that person a letter and then forgiving them and forgiving them for the person that they are. And And once we have that little glimpse of forgiveness in our heart, even though if we don't mean it at that moment, um, it opens up a whole new different realm for us. And then I suggest to my clients, burn that letter, get it off. But it's kind of like forgiving us for even entertaining that person is they're not going to change. So there's so many different dynamics, but a lot of it is, you know, family boundaries too. And we can't change people, but we can change how we react to them and if we come from a spirit of love and forgiveness and understanding we react differently just like we would to a child right so that's a lot of awareness that I bring to my clients
0: yeah that's so good just having that boundary of like okay what am I available for just like within this relationship with this person and operating from love and forgiveness and um I love that so much. So um, Megan, this has been such a fun conversation. Like if people want to know more about you, more about what you do, um, maybe they want to work with you as a life coach and they're struggling in their life. And you know, I know that you have a a long history with obviously addiction, overcoming that. Um, You have worked in the health and wellness and to have your own like weight loss journey as well. Like so many different things to coach on. Like life coaching is just like, let's just look at all the areas of our life and see how we can like improve them, which I love so much. So if people want to get in touch and follow you or come and work with you, like how can they do that? Where can they find you?
1: Thank you. So uh, my, on um, the platform I use the most is, Facebook, I'm Megan DeVito on Facebook, and then also Instagram, Megan.DeVito on Instagram. And then all you have to do is direct message me. I have links in my bio more about what about um, how, what I do, how I serve. I have a, um, a program starting next week, which I'm so thrilled about. It's a uh, eight-week summer group coaching program where it is going to be about boundaries, spiritual health, emotional health, mental health, and physical health. So I'm excited to serve people in that capacity. So Rachel, it's been an honor. I just want to thank you so much. Like you're
0: you're a gift to me and I'm so grateful. Oh, that's so sweet. Um yeah, it's been so fun, not only like this conversation, but working together and and just seeing all of the progress and just the value that you like as a coach also bring to your own clients like I said it's so fun it's like the gift that keeps on on giving so um yeah and we'll link all of that information all of your social media accounts in our show notes so that if people want to contact you they can just find it easily there but otherwise I hope that this has been just a really great conversation that's been enlightening to all of our listeners and hopefully everyone can take at least like one, one golden nugget from this and apply it in their life and and business today or this week or this month. So that's all for today. But thank you, Megan. We will talk soon. All right, that's it for today's episode of the Dream Builder Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love if you would head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. By leaving a review, you're helping us get this content into the hands of other powerful women and playing a part in fulfilling our mission of empowering women to build their own dream lives and businesses. Don't forget to head over to my Facebook group, the dream builder society for more guidance, support, and high level training. So you can start learning, growing, taking action, and getting results in your business right now. See you there.